feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Welcome to the Science of Light. I'm your host, Rosemary. And welcome to another episode. I am really glad you're here. If this is one of your first episodes, if you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Or if you've been around since the beginning or near the beginning of this podcast, it hasn't been that long now, but uh, I'm glad you're sticking around and I'm really grateful for all of your support. And if you notice, this is the first episode in a month. I missed an entire four weeks of putting out episodes and such is life, you know? So I want to talk about the topic for today is incremental change and the stages of behavior change. So I'm going to talk a little bit about behavior change science, um, things I learned from my degree, and I'm going to talk about that in relation to my life as I do a lot of times because I have some personal experience and lots of personal experience in changing my life through incremental change, Um, like when I got clean off of drugs several years ago um, and after, you know, and then I was just incrementally changing and getting healthier and healthier for years and then I had a kid and it kind of set me back a lot with some of my health practices and now I'm doing that same thing again and so that's just in the forefront of my mind right now, especially after this accidental uh, month off from podcasting, I just am coming back from, and I'll explain more about what happened there and why that's related to this episode topic in just a moment. Um, I just want to say in this whole time that I was away, I was planning episodes, I was booking some guests, um, rescheduling some guests as well because I was just, um, my son's daycare had two separate COVID exposures and luckily we didn't catch COVID either time, but, uh, we had to quarantine for two weeks, um, with like three or four days in between. So it worked out to be like a whole entire month off. And in the time in between, I wasn't able to catch up enough to record an episode. And that's just the Long story short of where I've been, Um, I'll probably describe that some more as an example when I'm talking about incremental change because really from that experience is where my idea from this for this episode came because I had this, you know, I had guest book. I actually have an interview that I still haven't put out because I just was not even able to record. Um, like, you know, I always will say a little blurb at the beginning and the end, um, just a couple minutes. I was, I could not even find time to do that. You know, when I did have time, it was like after bedtime and my brain was just mush by that point. So I was like, I'm not gonna even try, um, such is life, right? So here I'm back. I'm glad all of you are here. Um, I'm glad that I actually, I could find some time to do a little bit of, um, promotion of the show. I just, you know, having a quiet house to record when you are quarantining with a one and a half year old is almost impossible. Actually, I found out it was impossible for me. So anyway, here we are. Today's episode is about incremental change. So 
What do I mean when I say that? When I'm talking about behavior change, um, so most of us have goals, right? Um, or like plans for our life, th- places, you know, some, some of us might be like super happy with where we are and we're like, I'm just going to stay here um, in my career and keep doing that until I retire and then I'm going to be chilling because I'm retired. Maybe that's the case. But even still, meanwhile, you have to maintain um, your your job, your fitness, your relationships, your nutrition, all these aspects of your wellness, um, you know, your spiritual wellness, if you have any kind of thing there, all of these uh, domains of wellness, dimensions of wellness, um, either you have goals and you want to improve in their, those areas or you are pretty happy with where you are and you have to maintain it. So all of that comes down to your habits, right? And that's what I mean when I say incremental change. Um, so I'm actually with a couple friends of mine. We're about to embark on a whole 30 journey starting um, Wednesday, which is probably the day that I'll publish this episode, but it's in like two days from now, right? And whole 30 is like kind of intense. If you don't know what it is, it's like a diet program where you um, eat whole foods, pretty much only whole foods for 30 days. And that means you're eliminating a lot of stuff like dairy, um, grains, uh, legumes. You can't have any like beans and stuff. Um, and there's more to it than that, but it's, it's pretty intense. It's a pretty intense program. And for me, that is an incremental change because I already, for the most part, eat that way. Um, it won't be a huge shift for me to do that, but for other people, it might be a huge change um, to their diet and to their way of eating and thinking about food. And you know, so I've been reading all about this uh, whole thirty program, and that's what the kind of idea behind it is to shift your relationship with food um, to be a more healthy one. And so it's like trying to not be part of that toxic diet culture where they're like, we're just going to go on a crash diet and lose a bunch of weight really fast, but it's not going to be sustainable. Um, So that's, I just think that's a really good example for what I'm talking about today, where sometimes if you want to make a big sweeping um, transformation in your life, uh, the way that you're really going to achieve that in a way that you're going to be able to sustain is through incremental change. You can't just like wake up one day and change your entire way you do life. You're going to hate it. You're not going to stick to it. There And there's um, psychological and behavioral science to back this up. And so I'm using the Whole30 program as an example because I'm about to do it with my friends. And so another like piece of that is that you need social support to make these changes, right? That's why I'm not doing it by myself. I'm, you know, my friends and I are going to like be able to text each other. How are you doing with it? You know, um, I've done it before where it was like in a Facebook group with a couple friends and then, you know, they added all their friends and it became a lot of people I didn't know. Anyway, uh, social support, all of these things, every single dimension of wellness. Um, so we're talking physical wellness, which incorporates your nutrition and your fitness, um, and your spiritual wellness, 
which could be your religion if you have one, or maybe you have a meditation practice or just some way that you kind of step outside of yourself and connect with the the divine, if you will, um, or connect with a greater purpose. It could be community service, you know. Um, but then that could also hit community wellness, social wellness, um, financial wellness, all of these things. You don't just go from, you know, say with financial wellness, if you have really bad spending habits, you don't just go from that to like being a super penny pincher in a day, right? Like that makes sense. Um, so that's the whole idea behind incremental change. So how are we going to do that, right? Like, so if you want to make an incremental change to something, you want to make a big transformation. And that's, so this is my thing. I'm not trying to sell you any like secret sauce here. I'm not, you know, I do my fair share of like life coaching and I'm a wellness coach and I'm training to become a yoga therapist. And that's kind of the idea behind astrology readings as well is like, we'll look at um, what areas of your life you might want some kind of like clarity in or want to make a change in. And we can kind of look at um, the kind of forces at play in your life that might be working for you or working against you. Um, And so that's what we would do in astrology readings and yoga therapy. And I'm also trained, you know, I used to work as a student wellness coach when I was in college. And so I've done this stuff a lot. And I, so I stay pretty plugged into like what other wellness coaches are doing, right? What other health coaches, life coaches, things like that are doing. And I feel like there's a lot of noise out there that's like, I have the secret sauce. And if you just sign up for my program, pay me your 50 bucks or 100 bucks or even, gosh, like a 1,000 bucks, whatever, for these big programs, they're like, I'm going to give you my six secrets to having a six-figure business or a blah, 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 whatever big, shiny transformation that would be a noble thing to aspire to, right? Like it's good to have these big goals, but I'm here to tell you there is no secret sauce. Um, The secret sauce is consistency and persistency. Like you have to be consistent and persistent. There's a saying that goes, if you're persistent, you'll get it. If you're consistent, you'll keep it. I don't know who said that. It's just been floating around in my brain since I was in like high school. Um, So that's the idea behind incremental change and making big transformations. Like there's no such thing as an overnight success. People work 10 years of their life to become an overnight success. You get, you make these incremental changes and you sit there and you do the thing and you don't uh, get probably as much reward for that as you maybe think you should for a while and then all of a sudden you have like your big windfall or whatever. Um, I think that's the case with, with a lot of things, you know, with changing your diet, changing your fitness, getting your health on track, um, whatever, going to therapy, things like that, getting your mental health on track. You, you might do something and not see a huge amount of reward for a while and you have to stick with it. And then all of a sudden one day you just, suddenly realize that you feel better, that you don't feel in the same place you were when you started that journey? Maybe. I just think that's usually the case. And so I'm here to advocate for 
incremental change, but the um, piece that I want to use to back this up to um, kind of prove what I'm talking about in just a in like a more psychological um, behavior change theory standpoint um, is the thing called the stages of change. So it's called the trans theoretical model, right? And um, it's been around for a while. So it, the stages go like this. The first one is pre-contemplation. So when you're in that, let me just tell you what they are and then I'll break down each one. So it goes pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, and maintenance. So let's go through each one of those slowly. That might sound like once you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's pretty intuitive, right? Um, And then some people even include like a relapse stage. um, And then it it goes back to, some people put it as like a linear, I've seen a linear model where it just goes from pre-contemplation to maintenance. um, And then some, I've seen them as cyclical, like they put it in a circle. And I think the the cyclical nature is kind of more accurate because we all, I mean, that's why we set New Year's resolutions, right? Like we, um, we get off track sometimes, like something happens, we go through a trauma in life, like, uh, we have a kid or, I mean, and when I say trauma, I don't mean it's like necessarily something bad, just like something monumental in life. Like maybe you move or you change jobs or, you get a new pet or you have a child or a loved one dies or you go through a breakup or, you know, just something in your life changes that makes your way that you were approaching things no longer apply. And so you have to continue and continuously be applying this process to get and stay where you want to be, right? Um, and, and it applies to like like I've said, all of the dimensions of wellness, but things like nutrition and fitness are really easy to see how that works. But I'm here to tell you that it also works with like your spiritual wellness. Like, do you fall off track of going to church or do you quit meditating or um, whatever? You know, you know these things. You know what I mean? That that would be considered a relapse. Like relapse, because um, I'm in recovery, we think of it as like, you know, you go back to uh, day drinking and shitting on your family or you go back to sticking needles in your arm or whatever, but it can also be like you go back to your thinking, thinking and um, or spending in ways that are out of control and you wish you wouldn't or, you know, whatever, whatever the case is. It, can, it applies to like everything, wellness, right? So back to the trans-theoretical model. Um, stages of change, pre-contemplation is when you're like, you're not even thinking about it, right? And some models don't even com- include this part, but I think it's important because it's like, we all have behaviors that don't serve us that well. Um, maybe like, I have this like coffee habit and I love coffee. It brings me comfort, especially like mochas. I love mochas. Um, they bring me a lot of like comfort, but I know at the same time, when I'm having these sugary coffee drinks, that I'm going to have a crash from them that um, is not really worth it, right? And so this behavior of drinking lots of sugary coffees started from being a super tired mom and trying to get a degree and work and blah, blah, blah. And so I just would drink more and more and more coffee. And it was serving me 
until it wasn't. And when it, while it was serving me, like while I was finishing up my degree with a, you know, eight month old baby and, um, not sleeping and trying to do all that during a pandemic, right. It was certain like drinking lots of sugary coffee was like totally serving me. It was like getting me through. And then lately, so in that time I was in pre-contemplation. I was like not thinking about drinking less coffee. I was like, this, co- this is great. But, um, meanwhile, of course it's not that great. Cause I'm still having, that's why I'm drinking another one at 2 PM because I'm having a crash from the first one. Right. Um, but I was not seeing it that way. And this is just an example, right, for my life. This, there's, like, tons of things you could probably think of in your life that, like, you're not thinking about changing it because it's serving you. And whereas it might not serve somebody else, somebody else might be like, you shouldn't drink those sugary coffees because blah, blah, blah. And maybe in your head, you know, like, because I've been to school for health and wellness. I'm like, I know these aren't that good for me, but, like, I love them, so I'm going to keep drinking them, right? Uh, my little mochas that I love. Like I go to the local coffee shop and they're like, oh, hey, Rose, you want your mocha? You know, and sometimes they've like made it as soon as they see me because that's how much I drink them. Uh, So, um, which I've cut back, right? So now I'm in like a later phase of that change. But so I was describing like pre-contemplation. And so that's the thing though with behavior is um, that's kind of what I was getting at. There is no secret sauce. There is no like this is the path that is, is exactly right for everybody. Um, cause now I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, I can see how these sugary coffees aren't serving me, but I'm maybe getting a little more sleep now. So I'm seeing more of the impacts of the crash than the, I just need quick energy to get me through my day. Right. And so I later, um, actually kind of while I was quarantining with my kid over the last month, um, because I was able to slow down, right. Um, with my life, I was just like home with my son all day and it was super fun. Like I enjoyed it, but I missed podcasting. I missed adult interaction. I missed teaching yoga, right. I missed all the things that I do. Um, I missed my regular students that come to my classes, right. You know, um, but I was enjoying being a stay at home mom for a little bit. Right. Um, and it was fun but it was kind of lonely. But anyway, in that time, I was like um, not needing as much coffee because I wasn't doing as much stuff all day. And so then I became in the contemplation phase, but I was still drinking lots of coffee because I even bought an espresso machine off Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) And so I was... um, I was starting, I moved into the contemplation phase right then. That's number two, contemplation. I was like, hmm, this doesn't really seem like it's serving me that much. I am noticing that I have a crash from drinking these mochas, right? Um, and so, so I started to think about that. I started to, uh, to notice the effects of my behavior and start to think about how changing that behavior might serve me better. Um, but I wasn't actually making any changes yet. I was still drinking the coffees. Right. And so now that, or actually then next you move into the preparation phase. And this is where a lot of people get messed up is the preparation phase. They want to skip the preparation phase They They start thinking about making a change. They're like, Oh, I need to make this change. Like I know I would feel a lot better if I started whole 30. Right. So that's my other example. Cause some friends and I are doing, Whole 30, 
starting Wednesday of this week, which is when I'm fingers crossed, like hoping that I can get this episode out. And I say that because I like in the first week of my quarantine with my son, the first one, um, I was able to record an interview, like a really special interview um, that I'm really glad I got to record um, through somebody I highly respect uh, or with somebody I highly respect. So I'm really excited to release that, but I wanted to put out a solo episode first to kind of explain where I've been. Uh, And that felt important to me to like frame that episode a little bit better. So that's all to say that like, I hope I get this out by Wednesday, but we'll see. Something crazy could happen. I didn't think I was going to go right back into quarantine after the first one, and then I did. And I've got a lot of catch-up to do because I do more than just this. You know, it's tax week. Anyway, so my friends and I are starting Whole30. And meanwhile, that's like I've just described all this other crazy shit I have going on, and I'm trying to embark on Whole30. So if I moved right from – you know, I'm pretty stoked to do it because I'm in – I have been in the contemplation phase about how I can see how my patterns with my diet and, you know, my coffee thing was the example. But um, for a while, like, I went from being super healthy to um, having a newborn and trying to finish up my degree. And that moved me from having these great health habits, um, you know, because I was implementing, you know, that was kind of one of the cool things about the degree I got is like a lot of it was really experiential. Like in my nutrition class, they were like, track your diet for two weeks, you know, make a food. We had to like turn in a food journal and like, you know, that was a really great experiential way to learn about, you know, all the macronutrients and micronutrients. And if we were really getting that in our diet. And then, so when I did that, I ended up implementing a way healthier diet for myself from taking that nutrition class. And it really helped me learn about nutrition. Right. And so I had done that in all of these classes in my degree, you know, we had to take a physical health and mental health, uh, you know, all these other things um, related to health and wellness. That's what my degree is in health and wellness promotion. Um, And I was a wellness coach. And so when you're doing all these stuff, it makes it hard to kind of not live in alignment with that, right? With these health practices that I'm trying to learn about so that I can teach other people. It's kind of similar with being a yoga teacher, right? Like you don't, people can tell. I did an episode, a whole episode about this already. It was like one of the second or third episode um, about like discernment. You can tell when people are walking the walk and you don't want to follow somebody who is only talking the talk, right? And so that's well, I'm pretty transparent on this podcast because I'm like, I'm I'm a regular person like y'all, you know, like I go through stuff. I have a kid like when I um, had my kid and I was like, well, I can't give up on my degree. You can go back and listen to like the first episode to hear more about this if you want to, if you haven't already heard it. Um, so then I was like with a newborn and in a degree, you know, trying to finish up school and then the pandemic hit and I'm like, newborn pandemic degree, like that was some hard stuff. And my health practices went out the window. Not going to lie to you, they did for like an entire year. And so here I am um, in another quarantine, a year into the pandemic, in a month-long quarantine. Uh, Basically, it was like two separate two-week instances and there was not enough time to catch up in between. Um, And I'm like in contemplation phase about like, wow, I really miss when I took a lot better health care of my health in all of these dimensions, right? Like I didn't feel the need to drink so much sugary coffee because I got enough sleep at night, which that, you know, granted that part is a little bit out of my control because my 
18-month-old is, like, teething and he's still breastfed and whatever. So this is all to use an example for my personal life to, like, show you that this stuff happens over time. So you don't go from being, like, tip-top health, like, peak performance of your health to being, like, eating crap food and sleeping like crap all the time overnight. So why would you expect to do the reverse overnight, right? Like that's my point with the incremental change thing. So I'm using this trans-theoretical model of the stages of change um, to illustrate how you kind of uh, pull yourself out of that, right? Um, so the next, you when you go from from contemplation, you have to, you cannot skip the preparation step before you move into action. This is where we all fuck up, myself included. You get so excited, so pumped. Like, you know, I did this thing too. Like, I'm like, okay, I want to drink less coffee, but I've been drinking these sugary drinks and I'm like kind of addicted to them at this point, right? Like, it's just a habit. Like, I go to freaking Starbucks or my local coffee shop. Um, that I love. It's just a little, I I prefer like locally owned, but sometimes I go to Starbucks, you know, it's convenient, whatever. Um, So I made it like a habit. Like I was even telling my mom about this. I was like, every time I drive by, I want to stop and get a coffee because I, partially because I love them. Like they, they know me there at my local coffee shop. Right. Um, and shout out to y'all if you listen, because I know I've told you recently that I started this podcast. Um, They like know me, they know my order. And so that's like, a social wellness piece, right? Like I love going there and they see me and they're like, hey, and I'm like, hey, how are y'all? You know, it's a whole thing. And so you don't just stop doing that in a day when you've made like such a reinforced habit of something. You can't just move from, I was like, wow, I can see how this is negatively impacting me. I could like stop spending four bucks every time I drive by this place, which is like, you know, a lot. Um, So you don't just move from, contemplation to action. You, there has to be the preparation step. And this is um, where people mess up. And then and then you get a negative feedback loop. You're like, ah, uh, I messed up because I didn't want to drink these coffees so much anymore and I just keep buying them or like whatever it is, you know. Um, like I wanted to wake up early to meditate and I just keep pressing snooze or looking at my phone instead, when you like beat yourself up because you're not doing the thing, right? Because you just moved from contemplation to action. And this is like the hang up, right? So preparation, you have to set yourself up for success, whatever that looks like. It can look like a lot of different things um, for different people. You have to move from contemplation to preparation. That's why I love this model because you can't really like, uh, I mean, you can't, you can skip steps, but I know experientially. And if you like pay attention and think about it, you will probably realize that the same is true when you try to skip preparation for a change, whatever that looks like, whether it's mental preparation, um, or like, removing all the junk food from your house or, um, you know, putting a meditation cushion by your bedside so that you see it when you wake up and then you feel stupid if you don't 
meditate. You know what I mean? Like things like that will help power up whatever intention it is you set um, to to make yourself more successful. And if you skip that part, you're not going to be successful and then you're going to feel bad. Um, and I'm saying you, like, I mean me, like I've done this too, right? Um, and then, so you have to spend a decent amount of time in preparation. You have to prepare yourself for whatever change it is you make. And that's where I'm saying there is no secret sauce. Like nobody can tell you this is the way, this is the only way. Um, like nobody can give you the answers. Nobody can give you a magic pill to feel good in your body and in your life. Um, but what we can do is you can work with somebody like a therapist or um, a coach or me, you know, you can hit me up. I'm like around, I'm back now. Um, I'm getting set up to do astrology readings. So we'll have that. You can email me or you can, I am working on putting the scheduler on my website. I just have to pay uh, my website host some money so that I can have the scheduler because everything costs money, right? Um, anyway, so you can, for now, if you want to do an astrology reading, um, or a session with me, you can email me, you can hit me up. Um, but you can work with somebody, right. That can facilitate that. They can help you have that outside perspective. Um, I know I need that sometimes. I'm like, I can sit here all month long in quarantine, hating myself for drinking too much coffee and continuing to drink these sugary coffees because they make me feel better when I'm exhausted um, they, it's, uh, you know, I can continue to do that, but until I like, you know, I'm like having this conversation with a couple friends of mine about wanting to clean up our diets. Right. And then, and then, so that's how we landed on the whole 30 thing, because I really respect whole 30 for not being super toxic diet culture, because I recognize that, that people are like, there will always be, you know, we live in a capitalistic society. Everybody wants to sell you something. There will always be these fad crash diets that are like, this is the magic pill. This is the secret sauce. Like just do this thing for like two weeks and then you're, um, golden. You're going to be skinny and beautiful for the rest of your life. Right. You know, um, and that's, that's the messages that we get from, from the media, from they're just bombarding us all the time, like, buy my stuff, it's the magic pill, and I'm here to tell you there is no magic pill. I wish there was, you know. Obviously, I spent a decent portion of my life looking for the magic pill to make me feel better because I was addicted to pills. Um, so um, that's just, you know, it's like this. Ha that's the message that we get subconsciously constantly right? Is that, um, like I get targeted advertisements for this stuff all the time because I'm so plugged into the health and wellness world. All these people are like trying to sell me their six secrets or whatever, join the $50 master class, whatever, you know, that's a whole business model. Um, and so all that is to say that like, there is no magic pill. There is no secret sauce. You have to, um, move from pre-contemplation where you're just living your life, doing your behaviors that have you've like arrived at from either survival mode, from whatever, or like, you know, you're just, you're doing these behaviors and they're adaptive, they're helpful, they're, 
beneficial for you until they're not. And then once they start not being, once once they become maladaptive because either your situation changes, you know, and that's also like, that's a lot of the philosophy behind Ayurveda, right, is the seasons change. And in the wintertime, it makes perfect sense to slow down, you know, it's dark, it's kapha season, um, it's dark, it's cold, it's it's damp, it's earthy, like all the plants have retreated into the earth. So it makes sense for us to like follow nature and kind of retreat into our little caves and our home and just be warm and, um, you know, cultivate the opposite of what's happening outside, um, that, that cold and breezy, right, cold and wet and come inside and create warmth and groundedness and eat root vegetables and eat heavier food. And so that makes perfect sense. And what I'm here to tell you is like, you can't drink freaking smoothies all year long, whatever, you know, it's not the things that serve you in the summertime aren't going to serve you in the wintertime. And so that's what I'm saying is like, I've applied this stuff to getting healthy again after being a dry addict and to getting healthy again after birthing a baby and having a newborn during a pandemic while trying to get a degree, you know, all these things that kind of knock you off kilter. And those are like in a big way, but Ayurveda is here to tell us that the seasons are always changing and it makes perfect sense that you would align yourself with the seasons and eat seasonally, right? That's the most uh, nonviolent or cultivating the most ahimsa nonviolence towards the way you eat is to eat seasonally, right? And so the seasons change. And so what you do in one season might not serve you in another season. So as the seasons are changing, you might be in the contemplation and then preparation stages of changing your behavior to live more in alignment with the seasons. This can apply to so much stuff. That's just, I'm giving you all these examples to try and drive the point home that like you don't just on the spring equinox wake up and like you're done with all your root vegetables and now you start eating salads and smoothies. Like that's not how it works. Right. And these are just all different approaches to kind of prove to you that there is no secret sauce. There is no like, I mean, maybe being that regimented works for you, but I prefer to kind of like, and and it just feels more natural to kind of feel my way through life and do what feels intuitive and um, intuitively move from that pre-contemplation to contemplation to then preparation um, stages of change. Um, so the, I'm like really hammering those points home because those are some of the most important steps in, in, in my eyes. Um, because you can't, that's what you always hear, uh, you know, these like coaches and stuff, they're like, find your why. And that's really important, right? Like you need to have a reason that's driving you why you do stuff. Um, and that's your contemplation. Like you're not going to move from contemplation to preparation or even from pre-contemplation to contemplation until you have like a really fucking good reason to. And that has to come internally. Like you can't just do it because you see all these pretty hot girls on Instagram and you want to be a pretty hot girl too <laughs> or whatever or like, hot, you know, um, it has to come internally or else it's not going to be sustainable. It has to be like. I'm noticing that my diet is not 
serving me that well. And it was serving me while I was in school and I was just too busy to chop vegetables all the time. So I was like getting a lot of takeout and eating um, whatever frozen, you know, or easy thing. And, you know, and eating frozen vegetables in the wintertime makes sense because there's not that many seasonal vegetables other than root vegetables in the wintertime, right? So that's all to say that um, you really have to move through each one of these steps. Like you can't skip them and be as successful as if you um, moved through each one and gave each one its its due time, right? And so then you're in action. Once you move from preparation, you've prepared yourself, you've like um, set up an environment for success for whatever um, change it is, then you're in action. And so... Um, I'll explain that with my Whole30 example, right? I'm doing Whole30 with some friends of mine, and by the time this episode's out, like, I'll have started. But I've been preparing to do Whole30 for, like, a couple weeks now. Like, we decided, like, a week and a half ago that we were going to do it. Um, and before that, I was already in contemplation phase about, like, I really need to get my diet underway, what am I going to do? And when I guess when my friends and I decided on doing Whole30 together because they were having some similar feelings, um, that's when I moved into preparation. So I was like, okay, now I have this framework. I'm going to prepare for it. I'm going to – I bought a book about Whole30. I'm going to set myself up for success, right? I'm going to read the book. I'm going to do the suggestions that the book tells me to do. I, like, went and bought a juicer off Facebook Marketplace. Um, I'm going to juice some vegetables. I bought a bunch of vegetables. I spent Sunday uh, this week like chopping vegetables because I know myself. I know I still have a toddler. And even though he's back in childcare now, I have all this shit to do because he hasn't been in childcare and I've been self-employed. So I'm like, you know, it's tax week and I have to do taxes and I have to do all this other stuff. And I'm busy, right? Like we all have stuff. So I spent Sunday preparing vegetables. I was preparing myself to be successful, to stick to this diet. So I chopped up a bunch of vegetables. So all I have to do is throw them in the pan, in the cast iron, saute them up, and it'll be super easy. I won't have to change my behavior during the week that much because I've prepared these vegetables. I've looked up the recipes. And th- and that's what I'm saying. Like this whole 30 is not that different from how I like already eat, you know? Um, I was just starting to eat like out more, but even when I do eat out, I like try to eat something healthy. I hate fried foods, uh, actually mostly because I don't have a gallbladder, long story, um, and it makes it harder for me to digest fats. So I know experientially, and especially if you practice a lot of yoga and you start to get more in touch with your body, you like know somewhere in your awareness how your food affects you, right? And But that doesn't stop us from like eating bullshit sometimes. Um, it is what it is, right? And so we move through these phases to try and be our best selves. And we, it's, it's like a constant process. So anyway, now I'm in preparation and I'm kind of easing myself into it because I don't want to just start, I don't want to just wake up on Wednesday and do everything different, right? Like, so I've been trying to ease myself into it before our official start date. And so that's what I'm here to tell you is like whole 30 might be really drastic for you. I don't know. It's not that drastic for me. So that's why I chose it. Um, and actually 
it's a, another friend of ours is doing this like really drastic cleanse, but he's like done it before multiple times. And I wanted to do it the last time he did it, but I was like breastfeeding my four month old. And I was like, can't do that while I'm breastfeeding. Not going to work. So, um, so this is actually my, I'm doing the whole 30 to prepare myself for this even more, um, drastic for me diet program. It's a cleanse, whatever. Um, and say what you will about cleanses and things, you know, but I think there's value in them. I think there's like, but you have to look at, you have to look at the why you have to look at the motivation. Are you looking for a quick fix or are you looking for like the thing that's going to give you the boost? Right. And that's kind of my point with this whole episode is like, we have to make incremental change to make our big sweeping transformations. Like you can't just wake up one day and everything's different. Life doesn't work like that. Um, so you make your incremental change and through that you can make big sweeping transformations. And that's kind of where I'm talking about like the middle path. Like everybody's so campy these days. They're like no diet culture. Like we're not going to do any diets. Like they're all shitty. And you know, I'm like, they all sir. you know, there's no answer for everybody. That's what I keep trying to get at. There's no secret sauce. There's no like this is the way, this is the only way. Like you just have to find what works for you. And if you're having trouble with that, it can be helpful to seek out somebody that will help you facilitate that, whether it be a coach or a therapist, right? Um, or whatever, or a friend, you know, whatever. So you move into action from you've prepared yourself, you've set yourself up for for success, and then you move into action, right? And um, so... In the action phase, I guess, so this is where I'm like, um, it could, some of these, like, they kind of blend, right? Like, when you're in preparation, you can be moving towards action. Like, you know, I've been kind of doing like a half-ass Whole30 for the last, like, week. You know, like a few days after I decided I was going to do it, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and start moving that way. Um, And then... And so maybe I'm kind of already in the action. But to me, I'm like Wednesday when I start it, that's when action happens. But the action um, phase is defined as when you start taking steps, but you haven't stabilized yet, right? Um, And so you start implementing like strategies and you start like seeing what works for you and what doesn't. You're taking action, right? Or like you're going, maybe say it's like a fitness goal. You've like started going to the gym and some days you like, have this big grand plan. I'm going to do this big workout at the gym. And then you get there and you're exhausted from work and you don't feel like it. So you just do less, right? That's your act. You're still taking action towards your goals. Um, and then finally you're in maintenance and that's the goal really with whole 30 is like, you're going to take this pretty drastic, you know, it's this pretty drastic because it's like right now I already kind of eat that way, but I cut myself slack. If I like go out to eat or something, I'm like, whatever, I'll get like the healthiest thing I can find on the menu, but I'm not going to be like a pain in the ass about it. Cause sometimes you just have to do what's convenient. Right. Um, especially when you have a toddler. So, or whatever, like this applies to people that aren't parents too. Um, and so, and so once you're once doing Whole30, it's like you do kind of have to be a pain in the ass about it. Like that's the program. You want to stick to it because that's kind of what I was saying before is that if you – when you don't 
do something that you said you were going to do, then you feel like an asshole, right? And it doesn't feel good. And then you get negative feedback because you're like, oh, this sucks. Like, And then it makes you less likely to stick with it. So that's why it's like you have to move incrementally. You have to do something that you know you can prepare yourself for, you know is going to be sustainable for you. And then you move in after you do the whole 30 or whatever um, or start going to the gym a lot, and then it becomes a habit. Now you're in maintenance phase. Um, and you're just in maintenance phase kind of now we're back at the beginning of the cycle. Maybe you you relapse with a behavior, the behavior that you were trying to change, right? Like for me, it could be diet. Like I used to eat really healthy and then I got into survival mode because of school and pandemic and baby, right? Um, and this happens, this stuff happens. So I like relapsed into eating a worse diet or maybe um, it's not so much a relapse as like in Ayurveda, um, the season changes. And now that what you were maintaining is no longer serving you. And so now you're back into pre-contemplation um, and you might move again into contemplation, into changing your behavior again. So um, that's that's the cycle. That's it, right? Um, so with all that said, that's my kind of spiel on where I've been and what I've been up to and the value I think I see in, um, in if you want to improve your life, you want to make behavior change. So also yesterday from when I'm recording, this was a new moon. So that's why, you know, I study astrology. Um, you don't have to wait till a new year's resolution or Monday or whatever to kick off your diet or your exercise program or your meditation program or your um, uh, you want to start being more social or saving more money or whatever dimension of wellness you want to make a change in um, or, you know, whatever it is. Like we're all constantly, that is the dance of life, right? We're all constantly in this moving through these phases um, from maintenance to a relapse with a behavior, whatever, you know, we're all going through this all the time. That is the dance of life. And that's why we practice, or that's why I practice yoga and study astrology because it helps me get really in tune with, um, my body and what I need and what's working in my life and what's not. Um, and so then with astrology, it's like, well, there's a new moon every month, and when planets change signs, like um, this week specifically, um, hopefully I'll get this out. I'm probably just going to like show up as I am, y'all. That's what I've been doing. Like I'm probably just going to write up some show notes and like go ahead and slap this episode out because that's what I've been doing. And that's another part of the dance, right, is um, like I was saying before, like sometimes you have to really prepare yourself before you take action, but you can't swing too far to the other side of that and get an analysis paralysis where you just don't do anything. Like sometimes you just got to show up where you're at, right? Um, and you can look at other people's finished product and wish you were like that, but the only way you're going to get like that is by fucking doing it, right? And so that's it. This is, it's all about the middle path. There is no secret sauce. Like I'm sitting here trying to tell you, I don't have all the answers. I can't tell you exactly through this podcast. Like I can't tell everybody like this is what you all need to do. So if you want some more clarity, you can book a reading with me pretty soon. I will be offering um, yoga therapy sessions as well 
virtually. Or you can come if you want to come to the Asheville area, you know, go on vacation here um, around this summer. You know, you can start planning it and I'll get some more details for you. Um, I am hoping to be offering them in person yoga therapy, but I am because everything's been virtually, I've been doing my training virtually. So I am now actually also trained to be able to offer these yoga therapy sessions virtually. But anyway, so that's that's not until later. But now I am offering the astrology readings. And I am a trained wellness coach coach. So if you're like astrology is not for me, but I want some some kind of like um more like yoga, like a private yoga session, um, or a wellness coaching session, even just hit me up, you know, like, uh, anyway, so that's all to say, um, you can just, there's so many avenues you can look at, you can practice yoga in your own life and start journaling and, um, really thinking about like maybe, you know, I used to offer journal prompts on these episodes and I haven't in a while. And so here's some ideas of something you could journal about, um, to make incremental change to the big transformation you want to make in your life. So you can start out thinking about um, what is your top, like, five priorities in life. Um, So, for example, that could be, like, your top five, like, maybe think about goals. Maybe think about, like, a goal um, and a thing that sustains you or, like, a mix of both. Like for me, I'm like, I have these big goals in my life and those are like pretty huge priorities. And I'm always thinking about like, is my behavior or my choices um, helping me live more in alignment with that or not? And I'm pretty constantly always assessing that and reflecting on that and doing that dance and uh, adjusting and fine tuning. Um, But then you also have to think about like, what is supporting you on that path? So for me, that's like, you know, my family and my yoga practice and my uh, self-reflection practice and my teachers and, you know, all this stuff. So you have to reflect on that. And then if you are um, trying to move in a certain direction, maybe start to think about what phase are you in on the stages of change? Are you in contemplation? Are you in preparation? Are you like trying to take action, but did you really have a good uh, contemplation and preparation phase? You know, just assess where you're at um, with those things. And then if you come to the conclusion that you have been trying to take action towards something and you skipped um, the preparation phase, maybe like cut yourself some slack and go back and start contemplating what it is you really need to do, what would really be most supportive for you, and then spend some time in preparation before you try to take action again, right? Okay, so try that. Um, If you need a little extra support, reach out to me. Um, Yeah, and with all that said, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you all are on this journey with me. I'm glad you're joining me, trying to be better humans, right? Um, And so I'll just quickly tell you some astrology like things that are happening right now and again this is vedic astrology which uses the sidereal zodiac which is different it's more astronomically precise than what western astrology uses so that might come as a shock to you or you might think i'm wrong but um it's just a different system so um we have a lot of shifts happening now we just had a new moon uh in pisces in fact 
And so that is a lot of Western astrologers, I've heard them saying that was the, it's the first new moon, right? Like they were saying it's an Aries. So it's like the Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. Um, But we do have kind of a lot of Aries energy going on right now. But the new moon was actually in Pisces. So if anything, it's the last uh, sign of the Zodiac. So it's like a time to find your closure and kind of close out the year. So that's why I love astrology, right? Is like, we don't have to just start our diet on Monday or start at the new year. Like we have all these chances that could be considered new beginnings and shifts. And um, so you could look at where Pisces is for you. Like for me, it's in my second house, which represents um, like finances and diet. So isn't that funny that I'm like right around this new moon, I'm like kicking off a new diet program. That's why I love astrology, right? Like I didn't even think about that before now that like this just, it just happens to be true in my life. Um, that there was a new moon in my house that represents, uh, finances and and diet. And I'm simultaneously trying to kind of get back on track in both of those areas. Right. But it's a constant dance. Like we're all going through all of these things all the time. And that's my thing is like, maybe you don't like astrology. Maybe it's not your jam. Like it is mine, but I imagine if you've made it this far into this episode and this podcast, you at least like are curious um, or not totally shut off to the idea. So anyway, I've babbled on for like way long enough now. I have a tendency to do that. I keep thinking I'm going to make the episode shorter and then I don't. Um, So anyway, I've got some great stuff planned. I've got, you know, I was planning episodes the whole time, like hoping that I was going to get right back after the first quarantine. And I was like, had episode plans. I had to push off some interview guests because obviously trying to interview uh, people with a toddler running around was not going to work. And I wanted to be able to give it the attention that it deserves. So I'm glad you're here. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for being here. If you heard anything that was helpful, Uh, please share it with your friends. Please uh, give me some love on social media. Email me. Like I love to hear from y'all. So yeah, I'll link all that stuff in the show notes, but it's pretty much across the board. Like you can find me on social media platforms. Uh, My handle is yogiscopes, Y-O-G-I-S-C-O-P-E-S. So like, you know, horoscopes, but for yoga or like also what's in the scope of practice of yoga. That's uh, for us yogis. So that's where that came from. So if that helps you remember, yogiscopes.com, yogiscopes on Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok now, which is where you'll probably mostly see me posting videos of the yoga hikes that I lead. But I also did an episode about that. Just scroll back and look. It was um, anyway. So you can find me in all those places. Please reach out if you want some support on uh, an astrology reading or with some help with some facilitating some wellness, some behavior change in your life. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to connect um, and be on the lookout for some awesome episodes coming up. I'm going to get the ball rolling again. So thanks for your patience. Uh, Thanks for being here. And remember to always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. We'll see you next time.